For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raiders! Oakland, LA, Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here we go! miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be a fan. Fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 194 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, from the palatial Murph's Fan Cave Studios here uh, just outside of Middle Tennessee. Appreciate all of you joining us uh, live here tonight for this episode of uh, Raiders Fan Radio. Missed you guys on Wednesday, so wanted to definitely catch up uh, for tonight because there's so much stuff to talk about. Uh, And if you want to jump in and join the conversation, you can too, usually every Wednesday night at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, um, right here on the YouTubes. Uh, you can America, just, go to the YouTube right now. Right there with Bernie and his mittens there. Yep, go to, go to the YouTube and go to youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. And if you do that, then you can join in with the most amazing chat and most amazing uh, fans within Raider Nation. Raider Nation has the best fans in, in all of football, probably all of sports. Uh, and we have the best of the best that, it's, that populates our chat room every week. So thank you all tonight for jumping in there. The Big Easy is in there. Tony Greatness is in there. Matthew Mengus, Michelle Sweat, Ron the Materator, of course, holding it down for everybody. My boo's in there. What's up, Max? Max. Uh, Rev Raider is in there. Uh, Tider Raider is in there. Ta-da, Raider. Um, let's see. Laramie is in there. Atticus B. Rockin' is in there. Uh, who else we got in there? Glocks R. Us is in there. Reese Rock is in there. Jeff Murphy for Dominico's is in there. What's up, Jeff? 
Jeff, I owe you an apology. First off, congratulations on your one-year anniversary of Dominico's. And I haven't been in there in like six weeks. I've been doing the quarantine thing, and I haven't been getting out. I need to come by and see you all. First off, congratulations on your one-year anniversary for the Dominico South, and uh, and I will definitely be back in to see you soon, brother, and uh, glad to see that you all are doing well. Um, B. Craig is in there. Tommy Smith is in there. Uh, gosh, tons of folks. RPZD Joker is in there. Uh, appreciate all of you, Raider Critique. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. So, yes, as I mentioned, we didn't do a show Wednesday like we normally would do um, because we had this, some, had some really cool stuff going on. I can't wait to tell you guys about that. Um, but before I jump into that, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about how you can support the show. You can do it in a multitude of ways, but most importantly, you can support the One Nation Foundation. That is the nonprofit organization that I founded with Raider Cody. And we um, most recently gave a $1,000 donation to the Stabler XOXO Foundation. Prior to that, we gave money to Allison King and her cancer battle. Uh, next up, we have the Bolitnikoff Foundation. And then after that, we're going to do the Greater Youth Sports Association. But anyways, you can support the One Nation Foundation by going to onenationfoundation.net. You can support it that way. 100% of the proceeds we, we get around here, whether it's from advertising or super chat donations or direct donations via the website, we give all that money, 100% of it away. So as I mentioned, Fred Bolitnikoff and the Bolitnikoff Foundation is what's up next. And um, we got a really cool giveaway coming up too. So if you want to uh, wait for your donation um, and, and do it in a different way, we're going to do a raffle of an autographed Fred Bolitnikoff jersey. And basically it's like 10 bucks will earn you a spot in the in the raffle and then you can enter as many times as you want and then we put them in the random you know number name generator and then it spits out a name but the more times you enter the more chances you have to win we've already done an autographed josh jacobs jersey giveaway and we've done an autographed trayvon mullen jersey giveaway and so now with it being the blitnikoff foundation we're going to support uh we wanted to celebrate number 25 fred blitnikoff the raiders first ever super bowl mvp so thank you for all of you for the the support in that way also, subscribe to us here on the YouTubes. Um, you know, just press the button. Just press the damn button, nerd. Just press the button, hit the subscribe. That we always, what that's the, the easiest way to support what we do around here. It uh, doesn't cost you a dime. Just hit the button, hit the thumbs up, hit the bell, right? And, uh, it, and if you're in an audio podcast, please do the same. Uh, hit us with a rate and review. Uh, subscribe to it. it. Just go to Murph's Fan Cave on any podcast service, including now Pandora. I, we got the notification, I think, last week that now we're on Pandora. So we're on Pandora, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google, we're on Apple, we're on... You can, if it hosts a podcast, you can find us. So uh, help us out in that way, please, if you don't mind. All right, um, enough about that. Let's go ahead and start jumping into some show. Um, we're going to talk a lot about Super Bowl plans coming up that we have uh, that you can be involved with us on. Uh, we're going to talk about respect tonight. We're going to get to Mike Mayock down at the Senior Bowl. We're going to get to a lot of commentary around the Raiders that's going on right now. We're going to get into the Super Bowl itself. I'm going to give you five reasons you can root for the Buccaneers and be okay with it. All right. Uh, then we're going to get into the Sea of Fans mailbag. We're going to hear from uh, from stalwarts like Paul and, of course, Capo, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Lots to get to tonight. We're going to celebrate the 1980 Raiders because it's the 40th anniversary of Super Bowl 15. Oh, so much to get to tonight. But first, let's get to our buddy Swag Jeff, who takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. So this episode number, as I mentioned, is 194. So let's check in with our buddy Swag Jeff and uh, see what the significance of number 194 is when it comes to the Raiders. 
What is up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Swag Jeff coming at you with episode number 194 of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, every week, Swag Jeff uh, takes a significant moment in Raider history and relates it back to the episode number. And this episode is number 194. And we're going to be talking about a career today. And we're going to be talking about a name that isn't really brought up on RFR a lot. And, of course, we're talking about number 30, fullback Roger Hagberg. Roger played his entire career as a Raider from 1965 to 1969. And in his career, he played 68 games for the Silver and Black and rushed for 766 yards and four touchdowns. And he had 58 more receptions for 645 yards and four more touchdowns. That season, Roger Hagberg not just that season, Roger Hadberg in his career had 194 rushes for the Raiders. That's right, 194. Have a good show. Wow, good stuff there from Swag Jeff. Appreciate you, brother. And I was telling Jeff when after, after I heard that, I said, man, great job on that 194 because, you know, being a, a guy that's been around this team for, uh, you know, now going on 40, well, for, I'm old on, hold on, I'm going to be 48. 48 years of being a Raider fan because I was a Raider fan since in utero, since I knew there was a thing, they were a thing. Um, that's cool. I never heard that name before. I wasn't familiar with that player, and so that was awesome. So great stuff there from Swag Jeff. Um, awesome job, uh, always on the 194. Um, all right, before we get into contact info, just real quick, first off, I want to thank Ty DeRader for his donation in there. Uh, appreciate you uh, for that. Uh, that money will 100% go to the One Nation Foundation. And I'm sorry to hear he mentions in the chat uh, uh, his brother passed uh, last week due to a seizure in his sleep. I want to remind everybody to take care of themselves uh, and be mindful of your health. Titerator, let us know your brother's name, please, uh, so we can respect him uh, here. And, and, and just condolences to you and your family. And, uh, you know, our, our prayers are up uh, with, with you and, and your family tonight. And uh, sorry to hear that, man. That's, it's, it's, it's a tragic thing, um, you know, losing a sibling. And uh, just it's... Um, that's tough, man. It's tough to hear that. Uh, we are with you. You know, we are with you. We feel with you, and Raider Nation's got your back. Um, so rest in peace to your brother, Raider in peace. Um, all right, let's hit some contact information, and then we will jump into the uh, – uh, what do we got first? Oh, we're going to talk about our Super Bowl plans. Where's the contact info? Here it is. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard <laughs> as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mashi twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you want to, you if you want to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. 
Uh, all right, so Tider Raider mentioned in there his brother's name uh, is Michael. So we want to once again say condolences to you and your family. Raider in peace, Michael. And uh, we're, we're thinking about you, Ty. Hey, Raider Nation. I just want to say hello to Pastor Mondo of NationMinistry.net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Marsh and my brother, Merv. Just win, baby. All right, Raider Nation. So we got some, we got all kinds of stuff going on around here in the fan cave, man. And we're 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 doing some some uh, content transitions, man. Or, or actually, not really transitions. We're just kind of we're dabbling into new things, right? So podcasting has been a thing forever, right? Um, now at this point, right? Like everyone's got a podcast. It's weirder if you don't have a podcast. Um, and then podcast became like now these video casts, right? So we were podcast, we were audio only for years and years. And then at the uh, encouragement of my buddy, Mikey, Mikey Raider, who you all know from Raider central and Mondays with Mikey and Murph and all that stuff. Uh, Mikey was like, dude, you guys got to be uh, on YouTube. You need to do your show live. You need to record your podcast live and you know, people are going to want to see you. And I'm like, bro, we got faces made for radio. Like no one wants to watch us do our, our podcast. And he's like, trust me, people will watch it. And so sure enough, our podcast has grown more rapidly um, via video than it does audio. Now we still have more uh, listeners audio wise, but like the growth has happened quicker with the video. And so now, and frankly, the community that's grown up around the YouTube show is the best thing that's ever happened to this show. And that's everybody that's in the chat room. In fact, let me shout them out real quick. Uh, Raider Roo, Raider Critique, Daniel, Rick is in there, uh, B. Craig, Matthew Mangus is in there, of course, Tyler Raider, Anthony Provencio is in there, Glocks are us, Jeff Murphy from Dominico's, Michelle Sweat, um, Tony Greatness, so that's been the best thing, so so what we're doing is we're just kind of like looking at like, you know, some other ways that we can kind of continue that momentum. Well, we started doing Twitch not that long ago, right? So Twitch is the gaming platform, but at the encouragement of my teenage boys, they're like, dad, you need to put your show on Twitch. So I started putting our show on Twitch. So that's the first thing I want to tell you about. Go to Twitch, look for Raiders Fan Radio, and then follow us. They're on Twitch. And there's going to be a cool reason why. Number one is I've been playing a little bit of Madden on there, which is fun, which if you are an old school listener to this show. That's where this show came from was that we started as a Madden show and then it grew into the Raiders show because that's all we would talk about is the Raiders because that's our favorite team. So on Twitch though, you can do a bunch of cool stuff. Not only can you play a game, but because it's like a live streaming platform and there's no record of it, like you can like, it'll disappear when it's done if you want it to, which you can sort of do that on YouTube. But YouTube has like an active thing. So like you can get in trouble for copyright and a lot of things on YouTube. Like if I were to like show you a movie trailer right now, we'd get pulled down during our live stream. Well, that doesn't happen on Twitch. So for Super Bowl, the first big thing I want to tell you guys about, go to Twitch, follow us there because on Super Bowl Sunday in the morning, probably noon Eastern, nine Pacific, something like that. After church on Sunday, kind of a, kind of a thing for us here in the South. Uh, we're going to do a watch party and we're all going to watch the Raiders three Super Bowl NFL film highlights together capped off with the black Sunday um, coming from, uh, of, of course, John Facenda and Steve Sable and NFL films. So that's going to be really fun. Now, the other cool thing about it is this. We also started a discord channel for those of you that aren't familiar with discord. It's basically like a chat platform, but you can chat like we do in our YouTube show and you can voice chat. 
So I set up on Discord, again, just look for Raiders Fan Radio on there, on the Discord, sign up, just register for an account, and you can join. And so what I thought it'd be fun is that we'll be having this watch party on Twitch, but Twitch and Discord integrate with each other so we can all be chatting. So instead of me just sitting here being a talking head behind a microphone, we're all talking to each other, watching these Raider highlights before we have to freaking watch one of the crappiest Super Bowls as Raider fans have ever had to watch aside from last year. So I hope you guys like that idea. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. It might just be me and the Big Easy and Mosh and, you know, a couple of people. I, might, I don't know. Maybe 200 people of you, of you show up. Maybe two of you show up. doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it anyways because I watch that stuff no matter what. And so I just thought it might be fun for us to all do that together. So go to Twitch, Raiders Fan Radio. Go to Discord, Raiders Fan Radio, and look for us on Super Bowl Sunday. We're all going to watch uh, the NFL Films highlights together. All right? Um, next up. So let's go to Respect. Um, Oh, no, no, no. I got one more. I got one more programming note for you. Also, in protest of this, sh- of this stupid Super Bowl, almost said a bad word. Hey, hold on. Matthew Mangus. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Matthew Mangus in there for, my, for Fred B., his PE teacher, um, was a cheerleader for the Raiders. Um, awesome. That's cool stuff, man. So good deal. Matthew Mangus, thank you for that. Appreciate that donation in the chat, my friend. And uh, 100% of that money will go to the One Nation Foundation. Um, so, uh, okay. So in protest of this game. So last year we thought we had a bad with the Niners, right? Now we've got the Tom Brady-led and Antonio Brown existing Buccaneers playing the freaking Chiefs, right? Again, so uh, Chiefs twice, right? You know, you know the drill. So it sucks. So we are protesting the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch it. I'm an NFL junkie. I'm going to watch it. I hope you do too. I'm going to give you five reasons later why you can, you can root for the Bucks and feel okay about it. But, um, but we still want to protest it. So Kevin the Raider nerd and I are going to do a Star Wars show. So we're going to probably do it like on Friday before. But we're going to do a Star Wars show. And it should be a lot of fun. So any of you like Star Wars? I know. I know. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. I don't care. I love Star Wars. And uh, so does Kevin. And we're going to do a Star Wars show in protest of the Super Bowl. We're going to get on there and we're going we're gonna to do a show and not talk about the stupid Super Bowl in protest. All right? So those are the two programming things we have coming up. And I hope you guys like that. All right. Um, now let's do some respect. So we don't do props. We don't do shout outs. We, uh, we do respect around here. You know, nothing wrong with those other two things. But, um, but we do respect. So... I want to give respect to one of the Raiders. I want to give respect to Trent Sieg. Trent Sieg, number 47 for the Raiders. Number 47 in your program. Probably number 47 in your hearts. Long snapper for the Oakland Raiders. Or Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders. Took took the place of Andrew DePaula when Andrew got injured and has had the position ever since. Um, This is, I think he's going into his third season now uh, with the Raiders. Super cool guy. So the reason we missed Wednesday and the reason I want to give Trent respect is that he started a Madden league. Like, here we go. Talk about this Madden gaming stuff again, right? He started a Madden league and old, old Murphy caught an invite to it. And so I joined Trent's Madden league and it started on Wednesday night. So the way that the league started is that we did this big draft. We are, you draft all your players, the fantasy draft. Of course he took the Raiders. Um, but at what you're doing this draft, well, we were on a chat the whole time so basically i kind of had like a almost three hour interview with trent sieg it was fantastic he's the coolest guy he was telling stories about 
you know, Caliendo showing up at, at, uh, um, at, at Raiders training camp, told the stories about Gruden, told stories about uh, Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro pulling into the facility together one day. And uh, one of the security guys asked Derek Carr if, his, if that was his son that was with him. Saved Hunter Renfro, like told great stories. Um, he helped promote the One Nation Foundation on his channel. Um, and then also... Um, he agreed to come on the show. So we're going to have an interview with Trent in the next probably week or so. Uh, we will bring him on and, uh, and, and, and get to hear from him. And uh, so anyways, super cool guy. So I want to give him respect, not only for uh, out of appreciation for the invite to the league, but also just being willing to like interact with us and to like, you know, like, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if he knew about like, you know, what we did or whatever, but anyways, He's coming on, and he fully embraces and supports what we do here at Raiders Fan Radio. And so thank you to Trent. Um, just a super, super cool guy. All right? Um, all right, I'm at a break here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a deep breath, cleanse the palate, because I want to give respect to the freaking Raiders of 1980. The 1981 Raider was, was Super Bowl 15, January 25th, 1981. The Raiders won their second Super Bowl. So let me get a breath here, and then we're going to talk a little bit, and we're going to give a lot of respect to this team. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. All right, so on January 25th, 1981, as I mentioned, the Raiders won their second Super Bowl. So they, um, they were the first team to win it as a wild card. And there are so many wonderful stories and cool things about that Raiders team that won uh, Super Bowl 15. Okay. And so I'm just going to hit a few things. Uh, first off, I want to, and we've done shows where we've kind of like gone over in detail the whole thing. So we're not going to go in like super detail, but I just want to highlight and give respect to, to, to a few of the guys that were so responsible um, for the Raiders winning that game. You know, uh, Jim Plunkett played a pretty good game. Uh, Jim Plunkett played, you know, the, this is coming in in relief of Kenny Stabler um, after Kenny was traded to the, to the Oilers. Um, Plunkett played pretty good, but it was defense that won that Super Bowl. I mean, it, when you look at, like, the effectiveness, effectiveness of guys like Lester Hayes throughout the course of the season, Rod Martin in that game in particular, Rod Martin had three interceptions for 44 yards in that game. When was the last time we had linebackers that could pick passes? What, Kirk Morrison? Right, like Thomas Howard, like I remember. The, remember those two guys, like those that well, we had pretty good linebackers back then, and in, in those mid early two thousands that could pick passes. Um, but like, when have we had that kind of effective play from linebacker in terms of turnover, in terms of getting the ball? You know, with Whitehead and Littleton and some of the recent history we've had, not been that great. Um, but the defense, man, Lester Hayes, okay, thirty seven. We probably don't talk about the judge enough around here. Uh, Lester Hayes was so dominant. And when you look at his 1980 season, I'm going to read some numbers to you um, as soon as I can find them. What did I do with my notes? In 1980, oh, crap. What did I do with the dang notes? Ah, what did I do with it? Anyways, he like, oh, he, he led the league with interceptions, led the league in, in interceptions for touchdowns, and like four of them got called back. Oh, what the, I can't believe I don't have my notes written out here. For, for, for Lester. But anyways, trust me on that. He had an absolutely epic um, year in 1980. And, and Lester had a lot of other things that was, um, that 
really was a testament to his character and in terms of his work ethic and in terms of like his dedication and his grind. And so I'm going to play a couple things here. And, you know, Lester, for those of you that don't know, he had a severe speech impediment. Okay. And so while he's this brilliant player on the field in interviews and things, it was very challenging for him. And you're going to hear in this clip, the reason I'm playing this is to like, basically like kind of isolate, like the challenges that this guy had, off the field as well that he persevered through and i think it's an, an incredible testament to his character and if this doesn't demonstrate the fighting spirit of the first ever wild card team to win a super bowl then i don't know what does so let's check in with lester hayes uh, in the 1980 season raiders resurgence was the judge cornerback lester hayes hayes who tied an nfl record in 1980 with 13 interceptions had four more called back because of penalty Lester Hayes had a year in 1980 that was arguably the greatest year a, a, a corner has ever had. He just took the game over. On the field, Hayes' play spoke volumes. Off the field, he struggled with a speech impediment. Seems like you have fantastic jumping ability. What was he saying? I go, what was on my, uh, what was he saying? I uh, uh, like I was in uh, like high school, like I was uh, like I was a five foot ten postman. Mm-hmm. Like I was on a state championship. His team. stuttering. Lester approached that problem the same way he did everything else. He attacked it straight on, and he didn't make you feel uncomfortable with it because he knew that you saw that he was struggling through a, a word or whatever it was. He knew that, and. But he just stayed with it, and he expected that you would stay with it too. I love that. Now, that's Matt Millen there that you hear, and I love that whole notion that, like, you know, he didn't shy away from it, you know? And and I love that notion of, like, you know, Lester expected you to stick with him. Like, he expected you to stick with him through the challenge of it. All right, so I'm looking at the the stats here. All right, 13 interceptions for 273 yards and a touchdown. Plus, oh, yeah, he had two fumble recoveries as well. Like, like that's defensive player of the year kind of caliber. Uh, what we're talking about, what Lester Hayes did in 1980, and he's just one of again of many players uh, that the Raiders, um, you know, had uh, on defense to really. I mean, this was a this was a wild card team that was like 11 and five. Like it wasn't like you know they turned in some stinker record or something like that. Um, but just to kind of give you a kind of cap the whole Lester Hayes thing uh, when it came to the speech impediment. One of my favorite things about Lester, one of my favorite videos of Lester. There's been so many amazing like highlight clips and all that stuff and you see him doing the like the the bird thing where he would squat down all low um he would he would i got a picture of him over here somewhere but anyways he'd squat down all low and you have to stick him on him and all that stuff and like you see all those 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 uh like images of him but my favorite was right before this super bowl right before right before super bowl 15 this is the guy that had this severe speech impediment but the one time the camera was on him the first time the camera shows up in Lester Hayes' face, this is on the field during warmups of Super Bowl 15, the biggest stage in the world. And listen to how, listen to, listen to what Lester says. Super Sunday, what a day. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's like a dream come true. It's unbelievable. Yes, and we're going to win. We are going to win, no question. I love that. Not a stutter, not a single stutter. 
just it's unbelievable and we're gonna win i love it man i love lester hayes and so definitely want to celebrate uh him and the rest of the 1980 raiders i'll give you one more little 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 footnote on that game something that my other favorite thing about that game um was some of the lead up and this is some of the stories that uh my uncles used to tell me i mention around here all the time about how you know, back when I was a kid, there wasn't the interwebs and the YouTubes and all that kind of stuff. If you wanted to know about Raiders history, you had to hear it from somebody. I had to tell you the story. And so my uncle Murph, the guy that I pulled my name from, my dad's youngest brother, um, my uncle Murph, who was him and, and uh, my uncle Bruzzy, Sonny's dad, were the two most diehard Raider fans I knew in my whole life ever. Um, and they used to tell a story about how the Oilers, um, who the Raiders beat, in uh, the wild card game in 1980, the Raiders beat the Oilers 27 to 7, okay, in that game. Now, the prior two years, the Oilers played Pittsburgh twice, all right? So in 1978, the, the Oilers played Pittsburgh and lost 34 to 3, or 34 to 5, maybe, something like that. Then in 1979, they played Pittsburgh a second time and they lost 27 to 13. So here's, here's where I'm going with all this. Bum Phillips, the then coach of the Houston Oilers, after losing to the, to the Steelers twice at a fan rally, had this to say. So this is prior to the 1980 season. And during the offseason, after 78 losing to the Steelers, 79 losing to the Steelers, here's what he said. One year ago, we knocked on the door. This year, we beat on the door. Next year, we're going to kick the son of a in. Next year, we're going to kick the son of a bitch in is what he says. Well, is what my Uncle Murph used to say, because instead of the Steelers, they played the Raiders, and Murph used to say, I guess they kicked in the wrong effing door. What's up, everyone? This is Maurice Hurst with the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. All right. Appreciate you, Raider Nation. Hey, I want to shout out the chat real quick. First off, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider with a 1911 donation in there. Matthew Mangus with a $4.99. Tyler Raider in there with a, another $1.99 uh, for his second donation. Thank you all so very, very much. 100% of that money will go to the, um, uh, to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, of course, Capo says in memory of Michael for Tyler Raider. Uh, same with Daniel uh, for Ty and his family. Um, uh, his best friend lost his, his baby brother. Uh, the pain of losing a sibling is terrible. Absolutely, man. It's, um, it's, it, it is tough. And so this is, but this is a prime example of what we do with each other. When we go through tough times, we lift each other up, man. It's what it's all about. Uh, you know, taking care of your brother next to you, lifting him up, uh, during, during tough times, man. And so, uh, I hope that during this tough time for you, Tider Raider, I hope that our, our little show here can bring you a little bit of a smile here while we, um, uh, while we go through the night, unless we're talking about the defense, in which case we're all going to be frowning. Um, 
Okay, so speaking of that, so let's let's get into some real Raider talk because I know everybody's going like, Murph, you know, you talk about the old Raiders and talk about Star Wars. You talk about when are you going to talk about the Raiders? When are you going to talk about you know Nilsson Aguilar freaking out in the locker room? When are you going to talk about Derek Carr? Blah, 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 like, okay, so let, let's before we get into anything like that, let's get into some what the Raiders really do need to focus on before we get into the hypotheticals and the you know the the really you know potentially far fetched kind of ideas. Let's talk about some like real, real world things the Raiders need to address right now, like today. The Raiders need to address their defense, right? Yes. The Raiders' young players need to step up, like not breaking news, right? So let's not worry so much about what the Raiders aren't. Let's worry about the Raiders are. Like that we know. I'm going to get into more about some of this other stuff later. But for right now, what do we know for sure? We got to fix our defense and we need our young players on both sides of the ball to step the hell up, right? So let's check in with Mike Mayock, who is down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. That's uh, thankfully got, you know, Frank Sinatra told me not to be a name dropper, but I got to meet Mike Mayock two years ago down at the Senior Bowl when he and the Raiders staff were down there. It was awesome. Um, But Mike Mayock at the Senior Bowl is saying that those exact things. And so let's check in Mike Mayock talking about free agency potential and the young players. I'd like to be aggressive and smart in free agency, okay? Uh, You've got to evaluate your own players. Which guys can you try and bring back? You've got to evaluate other people's players. When you take a step back, do you go, is there anybody in the building that could be a dynamic playmaker? And I think we have a few guys. You know, Max Crosby played through some injuries last year that a lot of people wouldn't. Um, I think Cleland Farrell is going to continue to develop. You know, in the last two years, we've put a lot of draft capital on the back end. And it's time for them to start playing. We got two first round picks. We got a second round pick. We have two fourth round picks. And at the end of the day, they need to be a lot more consistent. And again, COVID year, a lot of injuries. I get it. But we've got to demand more from them next year. There you go, man. So, and really, I should have put Max Crosby. We love Max around here. Max. We should have put Max Crosby on the respect list. Did you see the guy who was played with a torn labrum and the broken hand that he had? The plate was pulling away from the bone and he finished out the season. Well, now we, no wonder his sack production fell off towards the end of the year. Like, these are the kind of things that as fans, we got to really, like, I think, take things into context that, like, you know, Sometimes it might be not, might might not be something that's in your face is why a, a team or a particular player is struggling. Because I mean, look, I mean Max Crosby's like arguably the most, if not the most, dynamic player we have on defense, and he fell off, right? Well, why? Well, because he was freaking busted up, man. So, um, anyways, um, appreciate Aaron the Q Dog Raider in there says, "Give us a rant, Murph." In all caps, I feel one coming. Capo, I feel one coming. You know how I get when, I, when we start talking about some of this, the stuff that happens on the socials. Um, okay, so there's Mike Mayock talking about, you know, look, they got to get better. The young players have to get better. They're going to do their due diligence in free agency. And look, there's a lot of playmakers out there in free agency. I said it a few times already. You add Melvin Ingram and Leonard Williams to this defense, all of a sudden the complexion of our defense changes dramatically. You add uh, Justin Jefferson to the second – Justin Jefferson. Justin Simmons to the, to the secondary – him and Abram back there? Come on, right? Like, things start to change drastically, let alone a Pat Pete or Richard Sherman, right? You guys see where I'm going. There's a lot of opportunity out there. We'll see. I don't want to get too crazy about all that, but I don't think like J.J. Watt, nah. But the guys that, we don't have the money for him anyways, but the guys that we would be able to afford, 
the complexion changes real quick. That's the direction expect to see Mike Mayock go. Um, All right. Also, Mike Mayock had this to say, basically about they kind of need to get better at all three levels. What do you say to Raider Nation as they sit there and they, you know, clamor on talk radio or whatever avenue they have via social media about what the Raider needs are when you're trying to discuss the the confrontation between be- what what's needed and best available? How, right. What kind of conversation goes on in that regard? Well, I mean, let's let's be real honest here. Uh, we were a top ten offense, any way you want to cut it, in. Uh, points scored, yards, whatever. We, you know, we played pretty good football on offense, and we played pretty bad football on defense. Uh, we couldn't keep leads at the end of games, um, and we've got to get better on the defensive side of the ball. So we can talk about best available, and we can talk we can talk about needs, but common sense has to prevail at some point. And you know, I, I'm not. I'm not sharing any secrets when I say we were not a good defensive football team and we need to get significantly better at all three levels. And I believe that. All right, there you go. We got to get significantly better at all three levels, man. And that's, see, I, I like this, man. I like Mike Mayock. You know, uh, Reggie McKenzie did a good job for us in terms of what we needed at the time to get us, you know, out of that salary cap hell we were in that unfortunately Al got us into at the latter part of his life. You know, there's a lot of things that Reggie McKenzie did good. Heck, he drafted Gabe Jackson, Derek Carr, and freaking Khalil Mack, right? So there's a lot of things that he did well. But I didn't care for Renzi. Renzi. (laughs) I didn't care for Reggie McKenzie as a personality. He was pretty boring, man. Like, you know, there's the images of him falling asleep at the combine and all that, although the rumor is that was his, his twin, Raleigh. But um, the point being, though, I like Mike Mayock. Like, Mike's great. Mike's great in an interview. He shoots you straight. You know, even when Reggie McKenzie would come out once or twice a year and do a press conference or whatever, he never really gave you anything. At least Mayock's given us something, man. He's very, like, front-facing, man. He's, he's just he's kind of tells you what it, what it is. You know, he, he kind of called out Henry Ruggs last week or week, week, week or so ago anyways. I like that, man. Like, don't let's not sugarcoat it. Like, let's be real. Like, what's our truth? I'm all about living in truth nowadays, man. Like, what is the truth? Not that I was dishonest before, but I mean, just being like unapologetically, like not holding it back. Like, if it's true, just say it. Like, just put it out there. You know what I mean? Like, don't hold it back. Like, who are you, who are you protecting? Like, who are you saving? Who are you, like, by holding things back, by not holding guys like Henry Ruggs accountable, like, what is that doing? That doesn't m- help him. All it does is like, cause you're protecting him. Cause why? Like you're, you're worried about his confidence. Like, well, if you're, if his confidence is that fragile, then he shouldn't have freaking drafted him anyways. Like, so you get what I'm saying? Like, anyway, you got to trust the relationship. You got to trust it. Here we go. Ah, he got me cap. Almost got on a rant. You got to be able to trust it. You got to be able to trust people with the truth. Like give them, give me the truth. Trust me with it. We'll be fine. That's what Mike Mayock is doing. He's giving the Raiders truth. So I appreciate that. Um, Ah, uh, where am I going now? Oh, all right. So here's where we're gonna get, we're gonna we're gonna probably dive into rant territory. Not that I didn't just give you one, but give me a little bit of break, catch my breath here, and then we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about what the Raiders are and what's not going to change. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they put out a banger podcast. 
Hey Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right. Uh, all right, so let's talk about what the Raiders are. All right, so... Uh, Okay, so I, I do I do a little bit of social media. I'll dabble on social media. I'm not I'm I'm not a, 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 a it can be toxic, you know. So you got to really I think you got to treat it with kid gloves. I mean, technically, what we're doing now is social media, right? I mean, there's we have a, a, a community of Raider fans online right now. So I mean, technically, that we we are existing in social media. But in terms of like the engagement with Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, I don't I don't get into it too much. But you know, it's fun, and you know, when you keep it in context, it, it um, there's a lot of interesting conversation that can come from it. Well, so I put out a tweet earlier this week, and um, I don't get a lot of attention on Twitter, um, but this one did. Sometimes, every once in a while, I'll put something on there, and it'll it'll kind of get some momentum behind it. And basically, all it said was, I'm gonna say off the top of my head, but it was like, "Hi, Raider fan." I'm Murph. Mark Davis is going to be your owner. Mike Mayock is going to be your general manager. John Gruden is going to be your coach. Derek Carr is going to be your quarterback. Anything else is mental masturbation. The end. Now, what I meant by that is that you can think about Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford and A.J. Green and Julio Jones and J.J. Watt. And you can like you can think about all this stuff and you can build an entirety of conversation around how, you know, not taking a shot at our buddy Big Raider Trucker, who we're going to hear from live hopefully in a little bit. But like, yeah, Eric Bieniemy is going to be a great head coach, but he's not going to be our head coach. Like the, the, the idea that like we as Raider fan invest so much energy into conversation around stuff that's never going to happen. Remember when freaking uh, Megatron showed up at Raiders training camp and everyone freaked out and it was like the hottest story in Raider Nation about how freaking, uh, about how, how Calvin Johnson was going to become a Raider? No, he wasn't. He was never going to become a Raider. Like, that was never going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is never going to become a Raider. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be a Raider. Like, we got to keep this stuff in context. Th- those things are going to be that way, whether you like it or not. So, Let's focus instead our energy on what the Raiders are and not what the Raiders aren't. They aren't going to have Deshaun Watson for your quarterback. If that's your idea, you're wasting your time. Now, I say that, maybe it's just, you know, a few hundred or thousand people putting out one tweet where, you know, when you look at the way that Twitter, like, kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, curates everything then maybe it looks like it's a lot more activity than maybe the perception doesn't match the reality of it. But the reality of it is like when I log on to Twitter, sometimes it cracks me up and I see all these memes and all these like, and I'm like, stop it. Like it's that that's not going to happen. What we need to be worried about is edge rusher linebacker. You know, who are we going to draft? Like those things are going to happen. They're going to address the offense. You know what I mean? Like Trent Brown probably or very likely could be moved on from that Derek, that, that's a possibility. It's not a possibility for Derek Carr. Is it, I mean, is it a possibility? Sure, I guess. But like, eh, like, I mean, the smallest of chances that they would make a blockbuster move to move on from Derek Carr. Like, he's not the problem. Anyway, now I'm getting into d- different territory. But my point being, though, is that those things are not going to change. Gruden, 
Mayock, Carr, Davis. Those four, you're stuck with them. If you're a Raider fan, that's what the Raiders are. So just deal with that and then think about something else. It, I promise you it will be a much more fruitful conversation because here's the reason I say all that. We get let down enough. It's tough enough being a Raider fan. It's a really hard fandom. So like, don't set yourself up for more failure. Don't root for Deshaun Watson to be your quarterback because he's not going to be. So guess what? You just lost again. Well, you already lost eight times. You need to lose nine. I'm not losing nine. I want to win one. So I want to try to guess who the freaking Raiders are going to take to get to the quarterback or to pick off a pass. Like, that's what I'm going to root for because then I might take a W. Quit taking L's, Raider Nation. We got enough coming our way as it is. There's your rant, Capo. All right, and I'm not the only one that thinks this. Like, who's the, like, when you look at the pecking order of, like, most high-profile Raider fans, it's a short list, right? And I would argue that Ice Cube is on top of the list. He's the most famous and the most vocal about his, his Raider fandom. A lot of famous Raider fans, Carson Daly, Jessica Alba, like, there's a bunch of them, right? But Cube is vocal. Cube is out there. Like, Carson Daly, you'll hear during the season talking about Raider stuff. Ice Cube's out there all the time talking about Raider stuff. So I would put him at the top of the list. So because of that, I respect what he says. He's a legit fan. I, I respect his voice in this. And here's what he had to say. Now, he's talking to Stephen A. Smith, who I'm not a fan of. Um, and I'm actually, you're going to hear Stephen twice on this show, which, ugh. but whatever. It was the, the, the forum for Ice Cube's interview. And I think what Cube's saying has got a lot of validity to it. I'm curious, chat room, Hit me up here and let me know what you think. Oh, so actually, great names coming up there. Damian Lillard, Tiger Woods, I agree. CC Sabathia, you're right. There's a lot of high-profile Raider fans, but there's a lot of people that aren't, you know, sports fans that know who the heck Ice Cube is, right? You're talking about he crosses a lot of media, man. So I, I would say Ice Cube's top of them, at least in my mind. We ought to do them that we ought to do a Mount Rushmore. We we love our Mount Rushmores. We ought to do a Mount Rushmore of like Raider fan. Guess what? Tom Hanks isn't on that list anymore. Okay, let's go to Cube. Before I get into some other serious matters, let me ask you a quick question about football. You did tell me that the Raiders was going to be all right this year. You did tell me that. I remember you telling me that, Ice Cube. I was there when you said it. What happened to your Raiders? Well, you know, uh, same thing always happened to us. You know, we go six and three, and then the bottom fall out. So we got to fix that. Um, you know, we start off great and and then the team end up eight and eight. So it's something got to be done different. You know, I, I still think we got to show up that defense and and hey, hopefully next year we can get 10 and six, 11. I mean, 11 and five and uh, get into those playoffs. You've been hoping a long time, Cube, when it comes to the Raiders, particularly when it comes to Derek Carr. You still holding out hope on that, or have you been one of those people, or are you one of those people that has given up hope when it comes to him? You think the Raiders might need to go in a different direction. Where are you at with that? I mean, I like the quarterback. I think he, uh, you know, does a lot of things well. You know what I mean? Uh, I would love for him to maybe follow through on a couple of throws, you know what I mean? And, and you know, not, not be so back footy with it, you know what I mean? And step into some of those <laughs> I love throws. That. But for the most part, it's, it hasn't been his fault. We haven't won, you know, it's really on the other side of the ball. We just got to show up that defense because you can't expect him to score 30 points a game, uh, every game. So that's just asking too much in any quarterback. 
It's all on the defensive side of the ball. Amen. That's it right there. It is. It's on the defensive side of the ball. Derek Carr handed the defense a lead with less than two minutes and needed one stop three times this year. Guess what? Uh, if they get that, we're 11-5 and five and we're a playoff team. Okay, listen to this. I'm going to give you some Derek Carr stats. And I don't want to move too far away from what Cube had to say because, um, well, you know, it's Friday. Because it's Friday and you ain't got shit to do. So here's about Derek Carr, all right? Derek Carr... Can you guess his record with a top 20 defense? Top 20. That's not a lot. That like, that's better than the bottom third. The top 20 defense, Derek Carr's record is 12-3. and three. Do you know what Derek Carr's record is with a top 10 defense? Zero and zero, because he's never had one. You know what record, Carr's record with a top five defense is? Zero, because he never had one. Like... Let's like, seriously, like, look, I'm not a car apologist by any means. If you've listened to this show long enough, you know, I'm like, I love cubes term there. Sometimes he gets a little back footy with it. I agree. Those floater things that he does sometimes drives me nuts. I just want to see him step into a throw. He's got a freaking rocket for an arm. Fire that sucker in there, man. Like bust up some fingers, man. Bust up rent froze fingers. Like fire that thing in there. Like they'll be all right. Like, I want to see him do that instead of just, like, tossing it up there and, you know, like, quote, trusting his receiver. So I'm with Cube on that, on the back footy thing. But really, like, car's not the freaking problem, okay? So let's move on from that. Look, it's, we got bigger fish to fry. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's perfect, but neither is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, okay. Tom Brady threw three picks in the NFC Championship game in the first half, and they won. Why? Because their freaking defense is baller. Because they got freaking Devin White and freaking Levante David, who's a stud, right? Like, dude, come on now. Dudes, dudettes, all of you, y'all, let's keep it in perspective. If Derek Carr throws three picks in the first half of a freaking playoff game, we are crushing him as fans. Even if they win, we are crushing him. That's what I'm saying. There are other things in play. I'm not being an apologist. Check my record. I'm not that guy. But in this, the way this season went, this wasn't him. This was not on him. All right, let's go uh, real quick before I move on. Kevin, the Raider nerd. Appreciate you, Kevin, the Raider nerd, with the $20 donation in there. We as Raider fans are, uh, are consistently let down by the Raiders organization and we're never satisfied with our team. We grasp at anything on the greener side of the pasture. That's true. And you know what? I think we were conditioned by Al because that's what Al did. Al would just kind of go out there and scoop up guys and reclamation projects and just go out and get people. And then, and a lot of times it worked out back in the seventies and eighties. And so, you know, he kind of kept running with that and, you know, then it had varied levels of success after that, but um, I, I'm with you, Kevin. And so appreciate that, that donation, my friend. And that will definitely go to one nation foundation. Also check out Kevin and his podcast network, the Fandom Podcast Network. Support what they do, and uh, and if you're a Star Wars fan, then check out Kevin and I show that I mentioned earlier. Uh, as we're going to protest the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about Star Wars. All right, um, so I mentioned why Derek Carr isn't going anywhere. Well, John Gruden's not going anywhere either, and he's not going anywhere next year or the year after that or the year after that. Probably not after the year after that or the year after that. He's probably going to see the entirety of this 10-year contract. And God forbid he win a Super Bowl in there. He'll probably be there longer. Like Gruden's going to be our coach for a long, long time. Now, that's a good thing, okay? 
for many, many reasons. When, when I talked to Trent Sieg the other night for three hours on that chat call, we, he was talking about Gruden. He was talking about how much the players love him. Like, that's not a bad thing. When you look at, like, what's led to so much of the Chiefs' success of recent, they love Andy Reid. They will die for that guy. They, you know what I mean? Like, they all wore Hawaiian shirts getting off the plane going to the Super Bowl last year because they love their coach. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the idea that the team loves their coach is not a bad thing. So the players love Gruden. Trent Sieg was telling us, you know, now oh, everybody loves Gruden. Well, one of the most dynamic players the Raiders have, arguably their best player at his position on the team, is Darren Waller. Would we not all agree that? Yes. Well, listen to what Darren Waller has to say about John Gruden. What the hell happened to y'all, man? Y'all were six and four. Y'all looked like y'all were en route to go into the playoffs, and then y'all ended up two and four over your last six games. Finished as a 500 team. What what happened? What happened to the Las Vegas Raiders? Um, when you look back over the last two years, like a similar trend happened. So I would probably say that, that goes into the attention to detail as we go down through the season. Um, got the small things are what separate those games that we lose, and uh, you can you can go by and cruise by off energy and you know, enthusiasm and things like that early in the season. But when it gets tough in the later half and it gets cold and, you know, the road gets tougher, um, you know, we got to be on top of the details and come to work with uh, that same level of energy, even an increased energy uh, to be a championship team and be considered in those playoff games. So, you know, things like that got to change. We got to step up our uh, ball security on offense, can't be turning the ball over um, or, you know, falling short in the red zone. These are things that we have to fix uh, in order to get where we want to go. Um. What's it like to play for Chucky? That's what we people affectionately call him. He's the great John Gruden. We miss him. He is the voice of Monday Night Football. He did an outstanding job for us for many years, even though Lewis Riddick and the crew are doing a great job now. Wanted to know your thoughts because when we think about the Raiders, you think about John Gruden. Chucky, as they call him from time to time, from that doll that always looked like his face was messed up, all of that stuff. But anyway, Chucky, what's it like playing for him? Uh, it's amazing playing for Coach Gruden. Uh, he's got an infectious energy about him, and it's always positive, uh, you know, speaking uh, greatness into people. Like when I first got to the team, you know, I was just, you know, a guy trying to keep a job because I was always in trouble and things like that. But he was speaking greatness into me, and that kind of planted seeds for me to, you know, take off with my career. And it's always things like that. He'll get, he'll get after you if the effort and things like that aren't there. But uh, he's a guy that loves everyone that's a part of the team, a part of the building, a part of the franchise. And he just makes it fun to come in and come to meetings and come to practice every day. I love that for a, a, a couple of different reasons. Like, first off, th- his initial comments about, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase it in this way, emotion is fleeting. Like, you can ride that for a while. And look, football is an emotional sport, no doubt. But the, that that emotion, that outpouring of emotion, that's for people like us like to do that. That's what fans do. We don't need our foot. I mean, yes, we need our guys to get fired up. Yes, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, like, you know, oh, they don't need to be rah rah. But the point, though, and what Darren's point there was, is that the fleeting nature of emotion can only carry you so far. You can't carry that for 17 weeks plus the postseason. Like, at some point, you have to rely on your mechanics, on your discipline, on your skill set, on your work ethic, right? On your, on your, you know, your workout reg, all those things. That's the stuff that propels you to greatness. You can't just, you know, that's like just depending on like your athletic ability and your emotion. Well, that works in high school. It works pretty good in college. It doesn't work in the NFL because everybody's good. 
Everybody's fast. Everybody in the NFL was their high school star. Everyone at their at the NFL was their town's best athlete, right? You get what I'm saying? So, like, that emotion of things is fleeting because everyone's a stud, okay? So, I think that what Waller has to say there was awesome. But then the, the term that really stuck with me um, was that he said he spoke greatness into me. Like, that's what we're called to do. I know that so many of our listeners, guys like Aaron, guys like, um, uh, like uh, uh, oh my gosh, Mojo. <laughs> Sorry, Mojo. <laughs> I'm like, I almost said your real name, and I'm like, who? what are people going to know him as? No, they know him as Mojo, not Joe. So anyways, but like Mojo, like they're leaders of men. That's their job. Like that's what they do in their real life. Well, what do leaders in life, what do they do best? What do they, what is, what is your calling? It's to make everyone around you better. And so for Waller to use that term to say that John Gruden spoke greatness into me, come on, man. How do you not get behind that? If you're questioning what John Gruden's influence and impact has been on these players and on these young men, just listen to that quote right there. That's all you need to hear. And that pretty much seals it up for me, man. And I'm, and I'm, I'm thankful he's our coach and um, you know, he's going to be our coach again. Going to be our coach for a, for a long time. All right. So let's, um, let's go ahead and hit a break. And then I think we're going to jump into the, uh, to the sea of fans. Oh no, actually we're going to do one more little segment. We'll do one more little fun thing. I'm going to give you five reasons why you can root for the Buccaneers and, uh, and you can feel okay about it. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on, on Raiders, Raiders Fan, Fan Radio. Radio. Yes! <laughs> All right, so let's get my list here let me hit shout out the chat real quick uh by the way for uh thank you again for all the donations tonight i'm sorry i i have i'm not able to keep up with them all night so i just have to go off the top of my head but i know um i, I know mangus was in there with one of course aaron the q dog raider kevin uh tidal raider was in there and if i if i forgot you i apologize it's just hard for me to keep up doing a podcast selfie it's tough for me to kind of run the whole thing here um but I appreciate every, everybody uh, that supports the show in a multitude of ways via the donations and subscriptions and all the wonderful ways. Thank you so much. Um, in there, so uh, Big Easy's in there. Raider Flash is in there. Jomo is in there. Matthew Mangus, Ron the Mater Raider, keeping everything real, holding that band hammer. Um, the Raider Critique, Raider Rue is in there. Um, uh, did I say Raider Flash? I uh, appreciate all of you uh, joining us for this episode, number 194 of Raiders Fan Radio. All right. So here we got this Super Bowl, right? This stupid, stupid Super Bowl that we're all going to have to watch uh, after the Sunday from this upcoming Sunday. We can't root for the Chiefs. Like, stop. Anybody, anywhere, and I, there's some good people that we know, people that have interviewed and been guests on this show that I've heard on social media or read on social media say they are going to root for the Chiefs. 
because they hate Tom Brady that much. You're doing your fandom wrong, Anthony Capra. Looking at you. Love you, brother. But, man, no, no. Can't root for the Chiefs. That's the first reason why you're going to root for the Buccaneers. I'm telling you, Raider fan, trust your buddy Murph. I'm going to tell you how to do your fandom. I'm going to tell you how to, how to manage your life, right? You don't need Tony Robbins. You just need Murph. Let me tell you how to be a fan. Isn't that funny when people tell you that? Oh, you're a this or you're a that kind of fan. No, I'm not. I'm a fan. You can't, you can't tell me what kind of fan I'm going to be. So, but, I'm, let me, but let me tell you what kind of fan you need to be. Because you can't root for the Chiefs. If Mosh was here, he'd be freaking out. He'd be spitting, he'd be yelling, he'd be cursing, he'd be, you know, screaming, I hate the Chiefs, blowing out microphones and headphones and everything else. You can't root for the Chiefs. It's the effing Chiefs. It's our arch. You can't get archier of an arch rival than the goddamn Chiefs. And they're getting ready to maybe win their second Super Bowl back to back. They're on the potential of running a dynasty on our ass. You can't root for the Chiefs. Stop it with that crap. Don't do it, Raider Nation. You're doing it wrong. Your teams you hate most are the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos. You can file in everybody after that. The Niners, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys. I hate all those teams too, but you can file all the rest of those in after the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos, and the Chiefs are number one on the goddamn hit list because they're the best team in the NFL. So I don't give a F how much you hate Tom Brady. You can't root for the Chiefs. Okay. Whew, I didn't know that was in me, Capo. How's that for a rant? That said, F the Patriots. I get it. But it's the Patriots. It's not Tom Brady. So there's reason number two. You can feel bet okay about rooting for the Bucks. You want to stick it to the Patriots? We don't... You should hate the Patriots more than you hate Tom Brady. The Patriots are the ones that screwed us in the freaking tuck rule. The Patriots are the ones that, that, that drove on our defense and kicked those late field. Adam Vinatieri was the one that won that football game. You hate the Patriots. You don't hate Tom Brady. He just happened to have been the guy that got hit by Charles Woodson. You hate the Patriots more. Belichick deflake all that stuff the spy gate all that stuff that's belichick that's the patriots you want to stick it to the patriots nothing would stick it to the patriots more than tom brady winning another championship you want to show up that smug ass bill belichick that's how you do it so that's reason number two if you really hate the patriots then you'll root for for the freaking bucks all right here's number number three at least you'll get something you've never seen before look i know i know you're not a fan of the guy that's going to hoist the trophy but it's the same reason you go on vacation. You want to go see the Grand Canyon? Why? Because you've never seen it before. It's a freaking something you'll never, like, doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. Well, Tom Brady is, a, is the unicorn. You're never going to see a quarterback win seven championships again in your lifetime. Promise. Look at the track record. It isn't going to happen. There's too much parody in the league. So at least you can say, well, I got to see it. That's why Knicks fans used to root for Jordan. So they could go, well, at least I saw a guy win six championships. All right, I'm going to give you two more. Reason number four, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is a good dude. Um, you know, he's, he's had a record, a track record with the Colts and the Steelers and, you know, Cardinals and now Buccaneers. And there's no Raider ties. I can't give you any good Raider ties to root for Bruce Arians, but he's a good human being. He's a good dude. Um, 
His, his foundation remedies abuse and the neglect of children. He has been a lifelong advocate for racial inclusion, and he's a cancer survivor. Those are the kind of guys I can get behind. The, 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 the spirit of who Bruce Arians is as a human being is a good dude. Like, this isn't the kind of guys that are going to uh, you know, employ players like Tyreek Hill, right? Like, I don't see that jiving. And you know, if you know, you know. Bruce Arians is a good dude. That's someone I can root for. I can root for that guy. When you, listen, when you look at what he does, I can root for that guy. Last, I'm going to give you one more. Speaking of good dudes, you know us around here, we're a fan of freaking Will Compton and busting with the boys. Merv, Swag, Jeff, and who's the third guy? So, you know, Compton's had now, oh gosh, I don't know how many years he's been in the league, going on 10 years, whatever it is in the league, um, came to the NFL from the University of Nebraska. His teammate at Nebraska was Levante David. You've heard Levante David on, on Bussin' with the Boys. He's joined Will. And, and as, as uh, Will calls him, stud. It, Levante David is an amazing player. But also, when they were in college in Nebraska, you know what Levante David was doing in his free time? Going to the children's hospital. You know what Levante David does nowadays in Tampa with his, during the offseason? He works with the kids at, at different elementary schools. During the destruction of the, the most recent hurricane down there in Central Florida, he toured around with the Air Force just so he could go around and thank all the frontline workers. Like, that's a good dude. So there are good people on the side of the football to root for. Coaching, players, you hate the freaking Chiefs, and you hate the Patriots. So I'm telling you, there I hope are five good reasons you can feel good about rooting for the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl despite Tom Brady, despite Antonio Brown, despite the fact that it's the goddamn Buccaneers and they're the ones that beat us last time. But there I hope are five reasons you can feel good about it. <sighs> All right, let's get into the Sea of Fans mailbag. Tanya, Britannia rules the waves. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. And you're listening to Raider Fan Radio. And we're in Merth's Cave, and I tell you, this is the only place you need to be. Go Raiders! All right, here we go. So let's jump into the uh, uh, to the Sea of Fans mailbag. And uh, oh, I got to listen to me, man. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of off my game here. I got to hit the freaking the Sea of Fans button here. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. Oh, All right, so there's a handful of ways you can get in touch with us here at Raiders Fan Radio. You can uh, call the show at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And uh, leave us a message. And if we play your message uh, on, the, on the show, if we play it three times, you become a made man or a made woman uh, here in the show. That's like, uh, you know, that's like our, um, you know, that's our crew. You know what I mean? That's, that's our crew. And the leader of our crew is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, the capo. And uh, we're going to hear from, from Aaron here in just a little bit. And we're also going to hear from um, the kind of the capo of our emailers, who is our buddy Paul. 
in Shropshire, Mississippi. Uh, he's actually in Shropshire, UK, England, UK. But we joke that he is uh, in Shropshire, Mississippi, because he is west of Birmingham, just like Mississippi is west of Birmingham in our country. So if you want to be like Paul and email the show, you can email us at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That is show, S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. But before we get to Paul, I got to give a, uh, a lot of respect to the chat room, Pirate 1975, with a $50 donation. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. He says, go sucking ears. Tuck rule was ref's fault, not Brady's. Always root against the Chiefs, dot, 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 and in all capitals, always. Right on, man. We appreciate you, Pirate 1975, longtime supporter of this show, longtime supporter of Mondays with Mikey and Murph. Uh, we appreciate you, Pirate 1975. That's very kind, very generous. Uh, and, and all the donations are, are generous. And thank you for all of you for taking your hard-earned money and being willing to support this uh, dopey little podcast that we do here uh, in, in my freaking bonus room where you hear me screaming about the Chiefs. So thank you to all the donations tonight. But most recently, $50 donation, man. That's, that's, that's freaking top rope right there, man. We appreciate you. Pirate 1975, thank you so very, very much. Um, all right, so here we go with Paul uh, and his email. And so, again, show at RaidersFanRadio.com if you want to uh, uh, send us an email. And if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, you can become also a made man or a made woman in that way. All right, good evening, fellas. Hope all is well. I start this week with a happy anniversary message to everyone. The 22nd saw 37 years since our Super Bowl 18 victory over Washington. Also, to come full circle, also January 22nd, Lester Hayes' birthday. It stings that we've had nothing to celebrate since, but of course, I too watch Black Sunday again and seeing the footage once more brings back some wonderful memories. Okay, so for those of you that missed it earlier at the top of the show, I'm going to put a link to the Twitch in the chat. There you go. So there's a link to the Twitch in the chat. Paul, I hope, because we're going to go early, so it will be uh, noon Eastern. So that's like six or seven o'clock your time. So hopefully you can join us for the live watch party. We're, g- we're going to watch Black Sunday. And we're also going to watch the Cinderella champions. And we're going to watch the, the, the first Super Bowl, uh, of course, uh, at, at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Willie Brown, Old Man Willie, all that stuff. So I uh, hope you can join us for that. Uh, it always makes me smile at the running with the night clip when you see Marcus Allen jet propelled down the field. Nobody could have caught him, even if they'd been a car. But just to be sure, you see Cliff Branch appear like a race for Yes! Love that, how Cliff comes in uh, with a block on a Washington player just to make sure Marcus was safe. Cliff Branch, yes, that's a mon- that is so, such a great shot. Great call out there. One of the, million, uh, one of the many brilliant quotes by John Facenda describing number 32 by saying he was a lightning in a game ruled by thunder. He was lightning in a game ruled by thunder. That Black Sunday has the all-time best lines. My favorite is when Facenda says, uh, um, this was a defeat in which no honor could be salvaged. And at the heart of this darkness was the Raiders' defense. For nothing that blocked, nor tackled, nor passed, nor ran could stop the Raiders on Black Sunday. Oh my gosh. I've seen it once or twice. So brilliant. Um, Man, that team was good. The memories never lose impact and never fade away. Now, we jump to the lineup for Super Bowl um, 
LV. We should have been Las Vegas. Dang it. Just missed it. Uh, and personally, I'll be finding something else to do uh, for the night, just like last year. I hate not watching the game. This is only the second one I've missed in a long time, but I can't bring myself to do it. I, I respect that. I respect the idea that, like, look, I'm just not going to engage. I don't want the Bucks to win, but I, don't want, I want the Chiefs to lose so badly. Um, so the answer to the conundrum is simple. I hope the Bucks win because I hate them less, but I have zero interest in watching them do it. Very fair, Paul. While I'm on that topic, there's no denying Tom Brady's credentials, uh, and I would be stupid enough to question his talent, but, geez, he's had some serious good fortune along, hasn't he? Yeah, like look at that defense. You throw three picks in the freaking first half, and your freaking team still wins. Unbelievable. The tuck rule is obviously top of our list. Then the Seahawks decide to throw the ball from the one-yard line instead of handing the ball to beast mode in Super Bowl 49. And now uh, we can add that to my uh, brain to the add that to the list of a brain fart by Matt LaFleur, who decides to kick a field goal on fourth and eight. I know, is he John Gruden? Uh, fourth and eight with two minutes left to play when they're down by eight points. And no wonder they are conspiracy theorists out there. I would have blamed Aaron Rodgers had he ignored the play call and done his own thing. Or wouldn't have blamed him. I agree. Uh, I'm sure there are others as well. I guess everybody needs good luck in life, but why does some get more fair than, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, uh, some things in life come around like clockwork. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, a new crib for the West Wing nursery at the Rivers household, that kind of thing. As well as that, we have the annual Raiders quarterback rumors. This week, it's been reported that Aaron Rodgers could be ready to leave the Packers and the Raiders have been linked to him by some lazy journalists. I admit this could be a reactive story to the weekend's game, and there could be nothing to it whatsoever, but the D.C. hamster wheel is turning again now in Raider Nation. I've made no secret of the fact I admire Rodgers, but please let's have another preseason of undermining Derek Carr, or let's don't have a preseason of undermining Derek Carr. Give the guy a break. Finally, this week, a couple, finally, a couple uh, questions for you. Do you think the Raiders can make Jason Witten tight end coach, or should we go for more experience? Um, yeah, I think that's feasible. I wish they would have done it last year. I'm not taking a shot totally at Jason Witten, but I think he took some snaps from, from Foster Moreau, who I, I'm a big fan of. Speaking of the Senior Bowl, and like we got a chance to meet him down there too. Um, and like I think Moreau is, um, you know, he's not fast. He's not the dynamic player that Jason Witten is, but dude can work open, and he's got great hands. Like I think he's an excellent compliment uh, to Darren Waller, especially in the red zone. And Witten took a lot of those targets. So, um, I went a, a, a skew from your question, but should we bring him on? Is it yes? Because I think that's essentially what they did last year, anyways. They brought him in to be a mentor, um, not necessarily for his on the field play, but you know they awarded him some on field play, and it was probably detrimental uh, in the long term, not you know to an entirety of a career for Foster Moreau. But you want to see the young guys get snaps. Um, okay, and after my should you put pineapple on pizza question for this last week. I ask you, excuse me, should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship. Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, and five-time, 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 plus one winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. Paul! 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 Paul. 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 Paul.
I appreciate Paul as always. So to answer his question and uh, to to run the risk of uh, the ire of the chat room because I don't I know just like pineapple on a pizza is not a popular answer. I catch up my hot dogs. I don't do I don't do mustard on there. I like mustard on a brat or on you know you know you get a sausage with sauerkraut and like you know, like kielbasa kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like at the ballpark, like the Oakland Coliseum man, as a kid. I used to love getting the, like, they do that, like, I don't know if it was a potato roll or whatever it was, but it was, like, that really steamy, gooey roll with a with a freaking brat in there with, with mustard on it, like the spicy deli mustard and stuff. Love that. But if I'm just going to eat, like, uh, like a straight-up hot dog, like a ballpark Frank, yeah, ketchup on that sucker. <laughs> At me, Raider Nation! All right, let's go, uh, <laughs> let's get into the, uh, uh, let's get into some of these voicemails. Uh, and always kick off the voicemails always is the uh, the leader of the crew. He is the leader of the, the made men and women. Uh, we call him the capo. He is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Greetings, Don, Mar- Murph, Consigliere Mosh, Underboss, Sonny. Sergeant at Arms, the Sizzler, Big Raider Trucker, Mojo for the Universe Speech, Ramon the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Ron the Mater Raider. Here we are, nation. The big game between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Proudly, I have not watched a single minute of the NFL playoffs and don't intend on changing that for this so-called Super Bowl. FKC. FTB12. FAB. You know, the Raiders entered the offseason with plenty of roster needs, and if they move on from Benedict Brown at right tackle, they'll have another one. However, drafting Alex Leatherwood out of the University of Alabama might shore up that need. The Florida native became the eighth Alabama player in school history to earn the 2020 Outland Trophy, a unanimous All-American pick this cat. RFR fan favorite, and Mario Tovar is his name, of the Raider Rambler wrote that, you know, we might want to take a flyer on uh, an under-the-radar guy in the mid to late uh, rounds by the name of Emeka Amizi. Uh, he compares favorably at 6'3 to Brian Edwards, who uh, failed to launch in uh, 2020. But, you know, J.C. Rodriguez of the uh, Raider Rambler, he wrote, and I quote, uh, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to lead tall buildings in a single bound. Yep, that's the description of Tulsa linebacker. Um, What's his cat's name? Zaven Collins. Uh, he's all of six foot four, two hundred sixty pounds. Um, he can bring that lumber, and I seem to be pretty excited about it. But I'm not the only one. Pro Football Focus has Collins rated at thirty two overall on their big board, coming in at ninety one point one overall. That's a hell of a grade. But will Mike? Will John? Will they pull? You know. That's not what they do. They don't draft linebackers. But anyway, um, Michigan defensive end, and stick with me now, Quiddy Paye represents, you know, quite well in the upcoming draft. Two I love at Paye. Edge, yeah. Six foot four, 272 pounds. Paye brings an intriguing uh, combination of speed and power. But he's out of the University of Michigan, and they've fallen off. Tell me about it, Swag Jeff. Uh, what we need to do, though, <laughs> we need to go out and get Mark Ingram. Pair him up with J.J., and you talk about an instant change of pace and mentor. That's what I'm talking about, and Mark Ingram. Other than Trayvon Mullen, no other Raiders cornerback showed up or even you know, demonstrated much promise in 2020. So we might want to go ahead and uh, hurt the competition in division and help ourselves by signing cornerback Bashad Breeland from Kansas City, the hit list, breakfast burritos. Insurrectionist, what? Super Bowl LV, and as per usual, Mike Dicka. Rue. 
I, Capo, I always, like, I agree with, like, 99% of what he says. Bro, breakfast burritos rule. I love, kid growing up in California, like, that's, you cannot beat chorizo and eggs and rice and refried beans and salsa. Like, no, man. I'm not with that. Breakfast burritos rule. Now I'm not talking about going to 7-Eleven and putting and like nuking it in a little microwave, the little whatever. No, I'm talking about like a jet. Like you go to like a legit Mexican deli and get a nice breakfast burrito in the morning. Dude, it's so good, man. So yeah, no, I'm not with you on the uh, uh, on the on the hit list of putting freaking breakfast burritos on there. All right, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to get a live call tonight, and so let's check in with our good friend of the show. He is the of the the name of the Sizzler. BRT stands for Big Raider Trucker. Call from Kevin Wrights. Oh, wait a minute. Except press one to send a voicemail. Press two. Well, wait a minute. Well, let's get Kevin in here. For Big Raider Trucker. Hey, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin the Raider Nerd. Hello? Kevin! Hey, Kevin! What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much, buddy. How are you? You got to turn your, you yes, gotta turn your sound down. Yes, what's going on? How are you? Hear me? Yeah, yeah. You got to turn your sound down on your computer. Kevin! Hey, Kevin! What's up, buddy? Not much, buddy. How are you? You got to turn your... Yes. Turn your, turn your, there you go. You got to... Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm having trouble hearing you, though. Maybe I'll just try to call back. Okay. Can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me better now? Oh, man. Okay. So, we got... I. Uh, so... Look, I tell you what, I'll try to call you back. I'm having trouble hearing you, but I just want to say to you guys there. Say it live. Uh, I'm excited about covering Star Wars with you. I got some great notes that we're going to do, and uh, I'm really, really excited. But uh, I got to ask you real quick, Murph, how do you feel about the possibility of A.B. getting a Super Bowl? I'll leave it at that. All right, there's our buddy Kevin, the Raider nerd. Yes, Kevin, so I, I could hear you loud and clear, brother. I'm not sure what we had going on audio-wise there. It's funny, when you called, the timing was exactly when uh, when Big Raider Trucker was supposed to be calling in. So, Emiliano, if you're still out there, uh, definitely still give us a shout, and, uh, and, and we'll answer that. But, um, yes, Kevin, cannot wait to do the Star Wars show. We're going to have a blast about that. And, listen, as far as the AB question goes, I feel gross about it. I hate it. I mean, I, I asked Mosh about it the other day. Uh, shout out Uncle Mosh, man. I miss having him here in the fan camp. I miss having Jeff too, man. It's these podcast selfies. Thank God for you guys, but I'm I'm I miss my my co-host, man. Um, but uh, I asked him about it the other day. I was like, hey, you know, so what do you um what do you think about all this stuff? And he was like, you know, I felt worse about it last year because he hate the Niners. Like growing up Bay Area people, like people that aren't Bay Area people, I don't think hate the Niners as much as we do. Um, but we really hate the Niners. So um, he felt worse about it last year than he did this year. Um, and I said, well, what about Antonio Brown? He goes, yeah, he was never a Raider. I'm like, yeah, but he screwed us. And he's like, yeah, but he still never wore the silver and black. So I think there's a little, you know, and, and that's what I love so much about Mosh is that some of his takes are, you know, things I don't, I don't consider like, cause I'm, you know, so like freaking like, ah! you know, and he's like, no, nah, wait a minute. That guy wasn't a Raider, but I'm like, well, yeah, but he did this and this and this. And he's like, yeah, but he was gone. He never wore the uniform. So I'm like, okay. So I think there's merit to that. So anyways, Kevin, I don't feel good about it. I think it sucks. I hate it. I can't stand it. F-A-B, F-K-C, all that stuff. But, you know, that's better than freaking, you know, yay, K-C. That's better than them freaking winning their third championship and tying us. That's something I, don't, I didn't mention earlier. 
You know, the Chiefs are going to tie us. Like, no, stop. We still want bragging rights. And that's one of the only things we got left against the freaking Chiefs. All right, let's get into some more of these calls. Oh, let's see if this is Emiliano here. Uh, I don't know. We're going to get 510, I think it is. Call from Matthew Mangus. Oh. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press Matthew Mangus, you're live on Raiders Fan Radio. What's up, buddy? Matthew Mangus, can you hear me? Oh, my gosh. We got something going on with the audio tonight. Sorry, guys. Matthew, can you hear me? Yeah, I don't think Matthew can hear us. Okay, sorry, guys. We got something going on with the audio. I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to take the live calls tonight. I uh, wish that were different. Uh, we're going to still try to get Emiliano in here maybe. And, and uh, Matthew, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man. I think we're having a little 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 hitch in our giddy-up when it comes to the live calls. Uh, but we do have a lot of recorded calls, or at least a handful of them. So let's get to those. We're going to start off with recent crowd favorite. This is the, uh, the Raider karaoke kit. Oh, and by the way, too, whether it's a... Um, uh, whether it's a uh, an email or it's a voicemail here at Raiders Fan Radio, uh, we award a Sizzler Award, which is named after, of course, Big Raider Trucker. That's for the best call or best email. And um, and so uh, we, we're going to pick one from there. Mosh usually picks that, or in his absence, Swag will pick it up. Um, so in their absence, I will pick it up, but I'm heavily influenced by the chat room. So chat room, if you hear a caller or an emailer that you really, really like and think should get the Sizzler Award, then please uh, make, your, uh, make your pick be known in there. All right, let's get to uh, the karaoke kid. This is the Raider Karaoke Kid, music provided by iCreativo. Who's that whiner coming down the road? Who's that complainer? Who's that moaning? Let me give you the facts. Show the stats. He is the one. Call out the plays. All over Vegas. Here in all the maze. He is your non-stop leader. Do what he can. Just give him a defense and he's your man. So stop with your screams. Get off of my car. So stop with your screams. Shut down the hate now, baby. Get off of my car. Stop all your tirades. Enough with your trade. Oh, I said, hey, you. Get off of my car. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let me yeah. tell you. I have heard all the trash and talk operators, heard the experts, think that they know the deal. Let's get real. Don't trust those options, better not to dare. Even those in Denver wish he was there. He is a non-stop positive, giving all he's got, and no one can touch him when he gets hot. So stop all your screams, get off of my car. So stop all your screams, shut down the hate now, baby. Get off of my car. Stop all your tirades, enough with your trades. Oh, I said, hey, you, get off of my car. The Raider Karaoke Kid, he's our quarterback, he's our man. Just some words of advice for all the car haters. Hey, you, 
Get off of my car. <laughs> there he is. The Raider karaoke kid. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, so I got a list. I'm going to say in his defense. There was a couple comments in the chat room. would be like, oh, he's out of time. He's on. I have to edit those things up a little bit because stupid YouTube puts copyright claims on our show. And so I don't want them getting any of their grubby mitts on your One Nation Foundation money. So I have to do creative things with audio. So just keep that in mind, Raider Karaoke Kid or Houston Raider Steve, who we're going to hear from in a minute, or like anybody else that chooses to like sing or do parody on the show. You got to make it sound a little different than the like typical rhythm of the song because they will even cite copyright on us if it has even like like anything close. Like he did the Britney Spears thing the other day and we got copyright claimed. So that's why I do that is because I don't want Google and anybody else getting their, their dirty hands on our One Nation Foundation money. So that's why I, I, I edit that up. So just know that. So he's a little better than what you heard, but still fantastic stuff there going old school is get out of my dreams and into my car is that billy ocean am i old enough to know that anybody else in the chat room old enough to call that out is that i I can't google while we're sitting here but i'm i'm pretty sure that's the same guy that busted caribbean queen and all that stuff man i don't want billy ocean all right let's get into our next call here gonna hear from our buddy down in texas he is the raider critique Murph, Uncle Mosh, Swag Jeff, it's the Raider Critique right here in Central Texas. I do have a hot take. It looks like that we are getting more of the Derek Carr trade talks. And absolutely, this is, um, it's garbage. But check it out. We've got Fanside over here, which is fansided.com. I don't even want to give them a shout-out. But, of course, they're giving uh, their hot takes on trades for Derek Carr. I want you guys to listen to this. I am going to read this a little bit. I am a proud made man, by the way. Yes, you are. But it says here that we would trade quarterback Derek Carr and wide receiver Brian Edwards to get wide receiver Allen Robinson and a 2021 third-round draft pick. Now, Allen Robinson is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year this year. So I have no idea why we would want to trade for an unrestricted free agent when we can sign him. I know that the salary cap is going to be going down this year due to the COVID pandemic and the NFL not making the money that it was supposed to get. And then, of course, you know, they also wanted to talk about uh, – let me go ahead and go back here. Uh, they were trying to say that we were going to trade a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick to the Bears for Derek Carr. Well, how can we trade a sixth-round pick when we don't have a sixth-round <laughs> Get him, critique. Love it. These writers will do and say anything to try to get the feeble-minded of the Raider Nation to click on it. They Come on. already know that we are the most talked-about football team in the league, and they are really trying to capitalize on our poor fan base who is completely divided on Derek Carr. My hot take is, is Derek Carr's not going anywhere. He's not going to go anywhere with 100.7 QBR, 22 fourth quarter comebacks, and also it wasn't his fault that the defense likes to give up go-ahead touchdowns with 12 seconds left to go in the game. 
please touch on this subject, Murph, Swag Jeff, Uncle Mosh. Let the Raider Nation know, because we all know that the smart ones come on this channel to hear the real news, to hear the truth. How about that? And Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, I'm going to give you a shout-out, bro, because I understand why your hit list is out on Twitter. Those people are absolutely feeble-minded. Come on. Anyway, man, this is the Raider Critique. I'm out. I love it, man. I love it. So, you know, we I kind of... All the rants and spit and fury that came out of me earlier, uh, I think we pretty much addressed that. But, like, yes, I'm with you, dude. And, like, and here's what I would say is that, like, and, look, you hear a lot of, uh, especially in the offseason, we will feature media people on our show. Uh, just very recently, we had Mario Tovar of Raider Ramble. Uh, we had um, uh, Ted Wynn of The Athletic on. Uh, you've heard Steve Corcoran on here. You've heard... Um, uh, Matthew Schneidman on here. You've heard like I can't. Uh, there's a multitude of different journalists that you've heard on this show. None of them are clickbaiters. Now, back in the day, we used to have Vic Tafer on. You don't hear Vic Tafer on here anymore. Not that Vic Tafer needs us. In fact, he's a colleague of Ted Wynn. And I'm not bad mouthing um, Vic, but I am going to say this, and I think fairly that there is a handful of Raider writers that for whatever reason are sour grapes towards the Raiders, especially since they moved to Vegas. And there's been a litany over the years. They used to just be old school guys like Tim Kawakami, right? Um, but I think you could add Vic to that list. I think you could add Papa to that list. There are people like Mike Silver, Mike Lombardi. Like there's a, you know, Florio. There's a, a list of Raiders, or excuse me, a list of journalists that have a case of the ass for the Raiders. It's always been that way. Um, again, going back to a guy like Kawakami, who literally was like face-to-face -face arguing with him like a, a, a freaking standoff with John Herrera, one of the former uh, Raiders executives, in like a press room. Like there's been such this like adversarial positioning between Raiders media and the Raiders themselves and former Raider people like Lombardi and, and even like Mike Silver, who's a, a Bay Area guy. Like, it's like this, this adversarial relationship. And I just don't trust. Look, I'm not saying those guys are lying. I'm not saying that, like, most recently, someone like Aguilar, like uh, Vic Tafer broke this story on Aguilar about how him freaking out in the locker room against the Dolphins and screaming the team and telling everybody they sucks and all that. I, I don't think that he's lying to us. But I can't trust someone that reports that has a different agenda. I just can't. I'm sorry. I, I know you have a different interest in the team based on your previous employment, you know, whatever. Like, I, I can't trust. Like, so I look at guys like Jerry McDonald. I can trust Jerry. Bill Williamson. I can trust Bill. Like, I know where these guys are coming from. They're not agenda-driven. They're driven by accuracy to what the truth is. Remember that whole thing we had about earlier? And here I am another rant again. But I think it's really important for us to, you know, Bible tells us guard our hearts above all else. When you go online, like guard your heart, like know what you're reading, like know who you're reading, know why you're reading it. What is their goal? And if their goal is the almighty click, that's it. Cause that equals money. And so I would just say, trust that, you know, do a little bit of background on who you're pulling your Raider news from and know that a lot of these stories are inflammatory for a reason and they are clickbaity for a reason because that's how they make their money. And I don't begrudge them for that. 
It's a capitalist country and God bless them. I hope they make a billion dollars on it, but you're not going to get it from me. I'm going to go to the guys that I know that I can trust and I, and, and gals that I know that I can trust uh, to give you another one, Vinny bond senior, uh, from down there in Vegas, solid dude, great reporting, very accurate, very truthful, not slanted or agenda driven at all, just based on the truth of the team. And that's what we want as Raider fans. Whew. I know that rant was in me. All right, let's get a break and then we're going to get one more. This is Andrew DePaul, a long snapper with the Oakland Raiders. You're listening to Murph with Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is EJ Manuel. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. Super excited to get this season back rolling. And I hope you guys are having a great offseason. All right, let's get to one more call. We're going to close it out with our good buddy in Houston. Some call him the Houstorian. We call him Houston Raiders Steve. Murph Moss, Swag Jeff, Houston Raiders Steve for Nation. Hey, I, by the way, the Super Bowl is coming up. I could care less. Uh, we got uh, Carol Brady, Marshall Brady, Bobby B- Brady, uh, Greg Brady, the Brady Bunch, Fun Bunch, Gronkowski, <laughs> who looks like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wannabe. Ooh, the plane, boss, the plane. Anyway, versus Kermit. It's not easy being green, as Phil Collins sings. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I don't care what you say. Never mean the same. Anyway, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Anyway, then we got the rumors about uh, Derek Carr. Uh, moving to Houston or going to Houston and then uh, Derek Carr uh, being replaced by Aaron Rodgers and all this other stuff. So, you know, I'm just tired of all this stuff about, you know, Derek Carr's going to go to every other team like he's so unhappy. So, you know, Mike Florio's, the Colin Cowherds, Colin, you know what we call him? <laughs> Cowherds. Anyway, I'm just tired of all this stuff about this stuff and I don't care about the Super Bowl. I'm going to sit here and probably uh, – Go antique shopping with my girlfriend or maybe go to the mall. There you go. And exercise. That's what us people over 60 do. <laughs> but, you know, I just don't care about the Super Bowl. I don't care anymore, like Phil Collins says. Anyway, we're going to look forward to next year. Jason Witten, I know you're going to retire as a cowboy. That's great. Now we got to get, got rid, get rid of the dead weight. we got to get rid of uh, uh, Trent Brown. Never materialized what Lily did play. Richie Allen Cognito, you got to love him, but he's probably not going to be back, but we need to rebuild our team. But anyway, at least I'm going to sit there and not watch the Super Bowl. I don't want to watch the uh, big thing between uh, uh, Jim Nance having a bromance with Brady and also uh, with uh, Kermit the Frog there. (laughs) I just can't stand to watch this game. I can't stand to see him do this. And I haven't watched Brady because I can't stand Brady because he's a cheater. He always will be and always would be. But uh, rest in peace, Larry King. You're a great man, and God bless. Go Raiders. We're going to be back. Might be a little while. Goodbye. Goodbye. I love the way Steve ends his calls, man. Great job there from Houston Raiders, Steve. Good stuff, my friend. I love Steve's calls, man. All right, so that's our last call tonight. So as I mentioned, best call, best emailer. We had um, we had one live call from Kevin. I apologize to, um, I believe it was Matthew uh, or Daniel. I 
apologize, guy. I know it was one of the Mangus brothers called in, and uh, and I don't know if we didn't get to – I tr- tried to get Emiliano in. But anyways, but we definitely did still have Kevin uh, calling live, and so and then the recorded calls, and then the emails. So who do you think there? Uh, I, I mean, I can be swayed, but I think Steve, not just because he finished last and his most recent. I love Karaoke Kid. Critique was on point tonight. Uh, I thought those guys were great. Of course, Capo's not eligible for one. Paul's emails are always brilliant. Um, oh, I see some calls in there for critique, man. Uh, let, let, I could be swayed. I was going to go Houston Raiders, Steve, but I can be swayed. Give it to me, man. Who is it? It's, uh, let's, we'll say it's down between uh, critique and Houston Raiders, Steve. Who gets the sizzler? Raider Flash says Raider Critique. Big Easy says Raider Critique. Right on. Congratulations to the Raider Critique. You are this week's Sizzler Award winner. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. And we ain't playing around today. From The Walking Dead. To errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Don't yell at everybody in the locker room. Just keep touching touchdown passes and sign back with the Raiders because we need you because we need wide receiver ours. All right, we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate you jumping in and joining me for this podcast selfie edition of Raiders Fan Radio. Congratulations to Raider Critique. Appreciate you, man, and and congratulations on your uh, Sizzler Award. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Al versus the NFL special that's coming up next week. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, uh, yours truly and Swag Jeff will be giving you a primer on that. We're going to record it this Sunday and uh, not a way to, like, steal any thunder, not that ESPN is worried about us, but basically we want to kind of give you an idea of what's leading into what we think you're going to see. And by all accounts, people that have gotten a screener to this thing, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And for old school guys like us that love the Maverick and love everything he represented uh, are going to really dig this special, man. And so uh, definitely check that out, Raider Nation. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, Thank you to all of the... um, the, the subscribes, the likes, the listens, of course, the monetary donations, the uh, Pirate 1975, Aaron Raider, uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Tide Raider. There's more in there. And I again, I apologize, guys, because there gets to be so many. I need to start writing those down as we're doing the show, all the, all the monetary donations that come in. We appreciate your hard-earned money and supporting us. And 100% of that money is going to go the, to the One Nation Foundation. Um, definitely check out our Twitch channel. So a week from Sunday, man, Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to watch the three Raiders NFL films, highlight films. We want to watch it with you. We want to hear from you. So jump into the Twitch channel. I'll put the link up on the chat one last time. Uh, so you, you got that. So definitely check out the, uh, the, the Twitch and then the Discord. Discord is going to be key because we want to jump on a vocal chat with you too. So we want to hear from you, not just um, have you share watching the thing with us, but we want to hear from you too. So we're going to all be in there chatting together, watching the Raiders highlights on our Twitch feed. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't thank you all enough, man. We, we just appreciate you. We love you, Raider Nation. We will be back next Wednesday. I'll see you Wednesday night, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here at Merce Fan Cave. Everybody have a good night. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. It doesn't matter what job you're up against. Works, cordless power tools, and lawn equipment have the power for you to get the job done faster and easier. The PowerShare 20-volt batteries run longer on a single charge, and they can be used with other tools. Check out Menards' entire selection of works, cordless power tools, and lawn equipment. Plus the weekly flyer today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.